hello everybody out there in music video land and welcome to another super special exciting edition of uh, the music video land podcast brought to you by your super good friends at imvdb.com the internet music video database my name is adam i type things into the internet music video database and as always because let's face it there's nothing better to do mr doug Klinger, how how are you doing doug do it super good, Adam. You're right. I, I have nothing better to do. Well, I'm glad. Glad you're here, Doug. Um, and also with us, back from his travels, uh, his uh, drug tourism at Oshaga, is Mr. Adam Alexander, Fringe Music Fix. How you doing, Adam? I'm good. I did not get trampled to death. That's good. That's good. Yes. But did you trample anyone to death? No. No. It was, it was all good. It was okay. safe times at a music festival. How it should be. Drug free. You should try that. You should try trampling sometime. Um, and then we have an awesome guest on the podcast, uh, a director that you should definitely be familiar with if you listen to this podcast. We talk about his videos a lot. Mr. Ryan Stack of Pomp and Clout. Welcome, Ryan. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good to be here. Pretty good. Cause we, so we asked you on for a number of reasons. One, we've had you on the blog a lot for video chats, um, but not on the podcast yet. And this is extra timely because you have a new video out. You have uh, the video for Left Hand Free by All J out. Just came out today, Thursday, August 7th. Um, so, you know, All J is in their... I guess they're previewing their album, right? The, album, the album's not out yet. Yeah, they have... I think it's like two tracks they have out right now. It's uh, Tunger of the Pines and um, Left Hand Free at the moment. And I think the whole album's out like at the end of the month or something. Yeah. So did they contact, did they approach you, um, you know, and kind of let you know how they were doing this? Because it's kind of, I mean, I, I, we see this more and more, but it's kind of a unique thing to start releasing these videos before the album's even out. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know too much about the release cycle, to be honest. I just, uh, I knew they had a new album coming out, and I honestly didn't even know that they, you know, were only kind of trickling out tracks until until I'd actually pitched on it and everything. Um, I, I- and was there a, did you get a brief, was there a specific brief, was there something they were looking for out of this particular project? Um, yeah, kind of the core of what they were going for, I mean, I, I, I knew just based on like hearing some interviews and stuff that there was like this definite, you know, kind of appeasing the, the American label vibe to even the creation of the track, just this idea of like the label wanted something very, I guess, uh, I guess commercially accessible was a lot of like how I've heard it described in, in a lot of interviews with, you know, the guys in the band. Um, and they they were you know kind of interested. I guess the the kind of core concept of the track for them was just this idea of like pure joy, and just really you know exploring, you know just just a fun feeling, and that was kind of it. Um, so I'd always kind of like been interested in, you know, like growing up in the Midwest, just these kind of rambling summer days of just you know shenanigans and enjoyment, and just kind of doing things for the fun of it, and. Uh, wrote this treatment based around that and apparently it just, you know, hit a chord with them and they just liked the idea of how kind of, I guess kind of how straightforward and how fun and free it was and it wasn't about, you know, um, I mean, anything too conceptual or anything too heavy beyond that, so. So, for those who haven't seen the video, um, it's, you know, around, along the lines of what you said, there's these uh, scenes of sort of, you know, what I would think of as like the Midwest you know, teenagers having, um, you know, these kind of vignettes. They're in uh, a, a lake or a river. Um, they're, uh, well, actually, you should describe it because you directed the video. Um, 
So t- tell us a little yeah, bit about yeah. The, yeah the concept of this video because it's it's I don't know it, I I love this video it feels like a very like classic American kind of summer vibe to me. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that was definitely the the goal initially. I mean, it, well, initially the all right. So basically, we started out with the the river, the tubing was kind of the I guess the the initial concept of the video. The whole pitch was you know okay, it's kids on a river, they're tubing, and kind of from there we explored the idea of like okay, that's you know obviously one kind of quintessential Midwest summer pastime. Um, you know, what can we do beyond that? What are some other ones that we can pull in to kind of just paint this really more full, um, I guess, more rich picture of, of you know, summer in America in a, in a, in a blog line. Um, and a lot of it from there was just like, okay, you know, we, we landed with a list of, uh, you know, kind of go-to scenes that we wanted to try to incorporate. And then, you know, during production, the reality was really just kind of finding, finding connections and finding people while we were there in this, uh, this small area of Texas called New Braunfels, which is near Austin, actually. Um, but just really kind of like trying to tick off, you know, elements from our, our loose outline or kind of shot list, I guess you could call it. Um, but also just really, really being open to, you know, serendipity and weird things that would happen along the way and just, and just kind of take those tangents and see who they led. So going into it, you, you mentioned a shot list. Was it like a specific shot list where you had like specific looks in mind or was it more like a scenario list where you were like, all right, we're going to get the kids on the lake and then we'll kind of just let the camera kind of flow through all of the natural action? I mean, the, the, there were definitely like it was it was a bit of both. There were very high level breakdowns of just like outline like, OK, you know, guy lighting barbecue, um, kid on bike, uh, you know, Roman candles, fireworks. But then there were some that were really specific, like, you know, um, you know, in the tubing sequence, you know, the idea of, you know, uh, people playing chicken or something like that. So very specific kind of, kind of shots or scenes within that, that setup or that vignette, I guess I should call them. Um, you know, but a lot of those, you know, basically we landed with the shot list and a lot of them just kind of deviated on the spot. And it's just like, okay, this is turning into much more docu-style stuff. And, you know, some of the shot list kind of stuck around, but some of it was, you know, very, very flying by the seat of your pants and very much, um, you know, really embracing what came and, and realizing that a lot of the power of the shot list was, was gone when on location. And there's a great, you know, transition in the video where it, it turns from day to night and they're at this, I couldn't kind of, couldn't quite place it. it was it a kind of like a car show or or tell us about that location that you guys found yeah so it's it's actually um it's a spot in austin it's um i believe it's called top notch burgers or just top notch but it's actually the uh diner joint that's used in dazed and confused as well um which is kind of a cool little connection um but yeah it's a it's like a burger joint, like a drive-in spot that you'd go to, you know, back in the day you'd probably pull up your car and the i would imagine the waitress kind of comes out on roller skates and takes your order and uh, you know maybe you have that little microphone speaker thing that you hang on the door and all that um, but uh, but now it's turned into like you know pretty much just like a bit of a a bit of a throwback to that time but they also do kind of like uh, you know car show events there where people with like classic cars and uh, hot rods and everything will pull up and they all they all park them and they all kind of you know people wander around talk about cars and talk shop and all that but it was just this like beautifully art directed like um just scene in itself that just you know we lucked across 
and just uh, just made as much use of it as possible. Yeah, it's an interesting hybrid because I mean, you mentioned it's like a an older style. I mean, it's like at a location you might see in like uh, movies about teenagers in like the fifties or sixties, but they're all, you know, these modern kids, you know, yeah. kind of visiting that area. It's an interesting dynamic there. Yeah, part of that, I mean, I, I didn't want that scene to read too, like, American Graffiti or something like that, and too, like, all right, we're trying to do a period piece now. So there were some shots where it just felt, like, really gratuitous, like, you know, uh, you know, we're, we're trying to do a, a 50s video or something like that. So I tried to hold some of those and kind of keep what, what felt like, you know, at least slightly contemporary, like these, like you said, modern kids in, like, a, a throwback uh, environment. Uh, and um, I did notice that for um, a short period of time, you had a director's cut up on your Vimeo account that uh, isn't there anymore. I wonder if if uh, you could talk a little bit about just kind of what um, was behind having two uh, different cuts of the video. Sure. Um, yeah. So you know, basically, you know, on a video this large with you know a pretty um, you know established band, obviously, and a, and a uh, larger label. There were a lot of different takes on what what the video should be. Obviously, there's a, a a ton of footage or something like that. You know, we shot I think over the course of five or six days in Texas, um, and in the end, kind of the the thought process behind behind the band and the label is that they wanted to go really heavy on the uh, on the river scenes, on the tubing stuff, um, and kind of lightly. I guess I guess they wanted to touch on. Fewer scenes, but fewer vignette scenes beyond the tubing stuff, but hold each a lot longer. So basically, try to get deep into these different scenarios and kind of show um, a little more depth to what was going on there. Whereas I was more interested in the idea of, you know, just kind of like very lightly just tiptoeing into a much greater number of vignettes. So really trying to like take this approach of just, you know, uh, range and, and breadth rather than a few with like, um, you know the depth that they were going to or going for. Um, so, so I guess that was kind of the the reason behind the the kind of two tangent uh, or the two forking cuts in the end. And is that something that when you know that that request is made, is that something that you can try to kind of show your perspective of, or do you kind of just have to? Because you you kind of mentioned the the fact that they're this is their American label. You know, their the label seemed kind of involved with this project pretty heavily throughout at least that's that's kind of just based on that fact um mm -hmm. is that something that you can kind of fight against or 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 do you kind of just have to get on board with that and then just hope that you're able to get your directors cut out there as well um i mean it, it's it's different every project i think it's in in my experience the the more established the label the more established the band the less uh the less clout I have in the in the debates on that stuff at the end. I mean, I still am very very vocal about my opinion and try to get that across and try to use as you know convoluted of psychology tactics to bend people to my will as possible. But uh, <laughs> but in the end, you know, there's always the fact that these are the guys who are effectively the client. So there's you know, in the end, they tend to have the final say. Um, but you know, I. I I find that a lot of my time in post-production on projects tends to be, um, well, not tons of it, but a good amount of it is spent, you know, trying to convince people of, you know, what I feel is right, what I feel is the way that the video should go. Um, a lot of times it's much more cut and dry, and it just seems like, you know, to me there's like no other way than this way, and that always kind of 
you know, at least at least I had that like kind of battle battle cry to you know, uh, I guess to to try to take to them over and over. But something like this that's so so malleable and there's like limitless routes that we could take this edit. Um, I think that makes the argument a bit harder. There's less of like a specific way where you can just say like it's got to be this way. Whereas you know something like this can can be uh, can be many different you know, edits that could effectively work. So, so that kind of complicated it. And I've got to assume that the guy wiping out on the ATV is one of those kind of accident moments, happy accident moments. Yeah, that, that was, that was very lucky. Um, that guy wiped out three, three times though, I will say. So <laughs> that, that was just one of the, uh, the fortunate luckouts. Um, but yeah, those, those are some guys we met, um, well, I guess that's a good story in itself. So one of the shots that I'd written on my, my pseudo shot list slash outline was the idea of someone blowing up a, um, a tree stump with black powder, with gunpowder, because I'd seen YouTube clips of people doing this. And I just love the idea of, like, you know, just some dude being like, i got to get rid of this stump and, like, drilling this big hole into this stump and pouring all this gunpowder in and blowing it up. Um, so we contacted this tree service out there in New Braunfels, and these guys are like, no, we don't, we don't do the the stump blowing. That's like, you know, that's that's old stuff. You'll hurt yourself, which seems pretty possible. Um, <laughs> but there, that's a, that's a likely outcome. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, definitely an option there. <laughs> um, but they were, you know, they're really cool guys. And we were talking to them on the phone, and they were like, yeah, you should come out. You know, we'll we'll cru- cruise around on some ATVs. You can get some footage of that. You know, we'll see what happens. And we're just like, uh, all right, we'll we'll check that out. So we drive there, and we get to this spot. And just like this uh, kind of like warehouse with a, with a field and like this cool clubhouse that the guys are hanging out at. And they're all, you know, they're having a good time. They're drinking a couple of beers here and there. And, uh, and they'll just hop on these ATVs and just cruise around and do these crazy stunts and stuff. And, uh, and we were filming all that. We were just like, okay, there's obviously no tree stump stuff going on here, but we have this incredible ATV set up. And that was one of those just, you know, embracing the unknown and just going for it situations that I think really you know, proved to be some of the better setups in the video. Uh, so we should uh, mention... Oh, go ahead, Doug. Well, I was actually going to move... Uh, I, I didn't want to move on to the videos of the week without also talking a little bit about the Freak music video. Sure. Uh, do it, uh, yeah. Uh, sweet, okay. And uh, there's a funny story. Uh, Ryan, I know we um, uh, invited you to uh, volunteer at OMG Everywhere, and I'm pretty sure that where... OMG Everywhere was held is where you guys shot this video. Oh, really? Uh, at at yeah. that, that, um, the, the nun location? Yeah, right? the convent, the abandoned yeah, yeah, convent. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the, uh, we had the convent and the school, uh, that's right there on that block, uh, for the OMG camp. So it was weird to, like, see all of these things, uh, in person. <laughs> Like the, te- the television and the locker room and all that stuff. Yeah, that was, <laughs> that was all there. Um, uh, so anyway, I want to talk to you. And we featured, um, uh, we also, we'll put it in the show notes. We, we, we featured on the blog a few of your pre-visualization and some of your early animations that kind of helped with the planning of this video. And I kind of wanted to ask about that stuff. Um, sure. Is that, is that like, you know, essentially how, you know, did you use that as in, in the process of kind of pitching the video to, to the guys? Is that kind of how that pitch took place? Um, so, I, yeah, I actually didn't use that um, specifically in the pitch process. The pitch was very, I mean, like incredibly straightforward PDF, just like, 
you know, a shot of, you know, well, honestly, the cover was like a shot of a, a girl with like a cum shot on her face. <laughs> and, uh, and then the page after is just like, you know, explaining like, no, she's just, uh, you know, she's putting up, uh, you know, wallpaper or something like that. So it was very much just like an image and then uh, an image after that. And I put it together, you know, over the course of maybe an hour or something like that. Um, and, uh, and all those, all those animatics and stuff that I created afterwards were once the project was awarded and I was just like, you know, okay, this seems to work as an idea in my mind, but I really have to, you know, block this out and see, you know, will this framing, this simple, you know, wider framing, will it actually communicate like something less sexual than, than the tight framing? So that was really just kind of like a proof of concept for myself. And then also something that was really, uh, you know, helpful in working with my DP, Adam Donald, just to explain to him, you know, this is the move we need to do. Obviously, this is a, you know, a Cinema 4D camera and software moving through space rather than a Steadicam operator. So we had to, you know, interpret some of that precision into, um, you know, into reality of filmmaking. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, it was really a, a proof of concept and kind of an interim step between the project being awarded and uh, and going to the point of actually shooting, uh, Adam Donald, who is also who is part of uh, Donald Zaya, the director duo. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and, who, who and we should who we should mention did the entire music video series for um, Fall Out Boy. Fall Out Boy. Um, s- something Chronicles. Mm, no, we were so close. Oh yeah, we're so, yeah we should. We're gonna oh, well. fill. The, we're gonna fill this in of the actual name of. Well, we when we can remember it. Um, so one one more question I had about that previs is: did, sure. Do you do you have to make the characters naked? Because that was that made it super weird. <laughs> no, no. So that was the thing. Like I was I was building it and I was trying to find these. Uh, I, I work in Cinema 4D and I was trying to find these um, models of humans and I was like, where the hell are the clothed models? Like I know that they're here somewhere, but I I just could not for the life of me find these models that had clothing on. Um, so I was just like, you know, of all the video ideas for them just to be completely naked, this is the one, so just kind of go with it. And, um, and then when like showing, you know, the actresses on set and stuff and then casting, I was trying to communicate to them what they're going to be doing. And every, every time I would talk to them about it, it would just start out with like a, you know, just like a massive nipple in the middle of the frame or something. And I'd have to be like, you know, this is you, but you, you know. You're you're not going to have exposed uh, breasts, you know. You're going to actually be clothed in this, one. Um, which was kind of actually a nice icebreaker. So it it, uh, <laughs> it, it, worked, it worked out fine on a video like that, you know. When you're when you're talking about pretty sexual uh, connotations, it was it was kind of nice to to start off with like laying all the cards out on the table like that. And then they show up to this spooky ass convent, and everything that they were comfortable about <laughs> is suddenly gone again. They're like, totally. wait, a, wait a second. Uh, one more. I got a, I got an inside tip from the guy Mike who runs that place. Super super cool guy. I hope it's yeah, yeah. Mike. And he told me that you uh, you wanted to shoot um, the guy in the locker room was actually in the original treatment. It was a guy praying, and that he gave you some resistance she with did. that. Because he didn't, he was afraid that you know if the, the church got wind of that scene, that they would take away his rights to to operate that place. At what point did he not let you do that? Was that while sh- like during production, or was that leading up to it during some kind of a tech scout or something? Um, well, well, I'm I'm really glad you bring that up because that actually was um, first of all that guy's a great dude. Like he really put up with a lot. So um, so he was a great dude to to have there, the location manager. Yeah, um, but uh, he. He brought it up during the scout when we were there for the location scout, and we were kind of wandering around, you know, looking at all the rooms and just going through 
my little animatic thing and uh, and just kind of looking at that in the context of the space and being like, okay, this is where the, the wallpaper room is. This is where we'll pull back. Cool, cool. All seems good. This is the, uh, you know, the church room. And it's just this like really cool, weird little church room in the basement of this convent. Um, and I'm like kind of, you know, I think I moved, I forget who was the placeholder for the, the guy on the ground, but I think it was like uh, my producer or someone kind of kneeling there in place. Uh, and he's like, what, what are you guys doing in this one? And I was like, oh, it's going to be a, uh, just a person on their knees, you know, the camera's pulling back and we start on the knees and it looks like, you know, they're giving a blowjob. And <laughs> it's like, wait, you're what? You know, and I had to be like, yeah, that's, you know, that's, that's the idea here. Uh, you know, all these, all these are very sexual setups. And he was like, you know, I, I'm cool with that, but you know, like you said, the, 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 the convent and the highly, uh, you know, religious nature of this location, you know, has specifically said that there's, there's two things that they, that they were not down to have. One was, um, I think one was sexual scenarios and one was homosexuality. So like both of those ones got checked off on that specific uh, scene. You know, we have a, a guy, a guy on his knees. Because so. that was going to take place in like the little chapel or whatever section that they had. Yeah, there. yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, that's interesting. And and one more fun fact, since we're doing all these convent fun facts. Uh, cool. The reason the reason you couldn't help uh, with OMG is because you were sh making the Alt J video, right? That's when you guys were shooting that. Shooting that? Exactly, exactly right. Yeah, good. Uh, good. Good connection, man. Fun facts all yeah. around for, for <laughs> in this podcast. Uh, <laughs> we should uh, mention if anybody doesn't know what OMG is, it's a it's a camp where the kids come and the counselors are music video directors. Right. Yes. Um, and yes, it happened yeah. in. This, we're talking about the New York one. It's happened in L.A. and I think was is Oakland this week. It's in Oakland this week and in London next week. So yeah, they they wow. were all, they've been all over the place this summer. And yeah, the, they kicked it off with with New York. And um, yeah, right. We tried to get uh, Ryan involved, but yeah, he was shooting all Jay. So, um, but, but I, I would I would love to in the future be involved. By the way, I I think it's uh, a great thing, and I'd love to love to be there. So so next time, if there isn't a shoot, I'm there. Cool. Yeah, Doug to... sounded like he was selling you out a bit. I don't no, know. No, no, and that's why I wanted to make sure to mention that the reason he couldn't be there was because he was shooting a music video, not because he was unwilling. I wouldn't have oh. if he was if he was unwilling. I wouldn't have mentioned <laughs> <laughs> just like throwing him under the bus. Like I asked you to volunteer, by the way, and you didn't. No, it was because he was shooting. Right, right. Yes, and and now we have that. Uh, yeah, I feel like a dick for for waiting a period of time to have mentioned that. But no, no, it's fine. It's you know, it's, it's just my. Uh, I I only go to convents once. That's my policy. So <laughs> it's a good convent. It's a weird place. <laughs> it was it was super like. I mean, it's it's a it seems like a great location in in the middle of Brooklyn for you know obviously uh, it's got a lot of different spaces and locations. I mean, you guys were able to make. That did you shoot the the entire video in there, or or is there a few of the setups that are in a different in a different? No, state? no, they're, they're all there actually. We uh, we wow. chose it kind of because of that. We um, you know, when we were looking at the the fact that we had to do this on one day and the number of uh, uh, you know locations that were denoted in the uh, in the the script and everything, it just you know really made sense to find it, like a house or a. Uh, an apartment building or something that just had that level of like range in it, um, and the convent turned out to be perfect because it just had all that plus, you know, this kind of really weird, almost like, uh, you know, almost um, I don't know how to describe it, but the the just the the mix of, uh, of furniture there and of objects and just all the art direction that again came with it was just this great 
like kind of pseudo 70s look and kind of like a little uh little sanatorium vibe to it that i think just like gave this nice uh nice weirdness to the video like a little more creepy in a in a very subtle way yeah it's full of weird shit it, it basically would it was like like abandoned with full of shit and then kept up for yeah, this purpose, yeah. it's just like a really strange but perfect place. And it had all those locations plus a spare location because you guys didn't have the locker room written in originally. And then suddenly you get, and that was then a, a replacement idea, right? Yeah, totally. That that one we lucked into. Um, and then the, the little outside area, the, the uh, I guess, uh, backyard in between the, um, the convent and the school, uh, that's kind of the trampoline area. And while we were Finishing up shooting that, I remember seeing all these like kids kind of wandering out of the school, and it's just like, all right, it's time, to, time to move on. Right, um, this is done now. Right. Yeah, right. We're, we're we're already going to hell with this one. So let's. Uh... <laughs> right, literally, literally <laughs> yeah, exactly. had to change it because you didn't want priests to see or whatever. Yeah, yeah it's hilarious. Uh, cool. Well, um, uh, sweet should, guys, should we talk about some of this week's videos? Some of the other ones, other than Alt J. Yeah, I think we should. Don't. We should also mention that we have we can spend a lot of time talking about Ryan's videos, but we will put the link to uh, his page on uh, the show notes, which has some amazing videos you should check out, including one of my favorites, Crossing Borders by uh, Book of Shade, um, and also um, a video that we've mentioned many times on the podcast, Set It Off by Diplo. Um, oh, yeah. That's a favorite. Which... Yeah, which which you know the keywords there are never ending stripper pole. You know, I think if you're a listener of the podcast, you'll know what we're talking about. Um, but yeah, let's get into uh, a few of these we- this week's music videos because this was an interesting week. You know, last week we had you know some kind of large blockbuster style music videos um, for larger artists like Katy Perry's. This is how we do. Um, and this one this week was. Um, a really interesting week of really interesting sort of uh, really high quality videos for s- smaller artists like uh, um, uh, I don't even know Sam, how to say Sam, his name. Said S- Sam Smith. And Sam, well, yeah, I know how to say Sam Smith, but I'm talking about <laughs> pa- pa- Paolo Nutini. Yeah, Paolo Nutini. Oh yeah, that video is fantastic. And, it's funny uh, that I love Sam yeah. Smith. Like you didn't know how to say that. <laughs> yeah, like Sam Smith. I I can handle this. Um, and then uh, and you know, you know, yeah. There's a lot of like complicated pronunciations this week. Like Rich Ausen. Uh, I did. I, I did that to you. I did. I, that think, on purpose. It's, I think it's O'Coin. O'Coin. Okay. Oh, thank you. Adam I'm not sure about that, but he's pro- he's Canadian. He's he's probably it's probably a French last name. Maybe well, not. Well, let's start out with the the one that's currently in the top spot, um, which is one I had a few questions about. That are, uh, uh, and that is the um, how do you pronounce that? Uh, Sam Smith. Smith. Ah, you got Smythe. it. Smith. Um, I'm not the only one. Uh, directed by Luke uh, Monaghan, and uh, this is a music video that uh, I hold on a second. I'm trying to remember if Sam Smith is been in anything we've seen or talked well, about see, before. You see, uh, I think so. He's had a run of pretty yeah, good he music has. videos. We talked about money oh, on st- my mind. Oh, stay with me. Okay, yeah. yeah. So Sam Smith has this has this song, and um, you know the the music video follows this couple that live in a gorgeous house, and they kind of are in in the morning, kind of greeting each other, and it looks like there's a little bit of love lost, and you find out that. Um, this guy is going to cheat. He's going to day drink for some reason. He's, well, first, this is one of the so many it's things. Heavy that, day drinking. This is actually, one of the they, many they, things they that I didn't. Are, right? Yeah, yeah. I, she's well. She's getting what I would call uh, white girl wasted on, on white wine. 
Um, oh, and man. So, so hold on. It's like a beautiful video. And we, <laughs> first thing we were talking about is white girl wasted. But you're right. That does happen. Right. It does happen. But I, we should so probably to... mention the the cast too. It's uh, Diana Agron from Glee as the female, and Chris Messina from the Mindy Project, who are both uh, phenomenal. They're hilarious actors. They're both great. So that's the two leads, and the, and they day drink. They yeah, day-drink. because so there's in video starts out in real life. Well, <laughs> we don't know that. <laughs> Hold on, I need to explain this video for anybody okay, who hasn't seen please. it. We're, so we're it starts to... it starts out in the very very morning. Okay, she like she tells him they're like getting ready, and she's already wearing earrings for some reason, and she says, and like a I'm, wedding dress, I think, and a, yeah, some sort of wedding dress, and she says, I made you breakfast, and he's <laughs> like, uh, I don't really want breakfast, so then he goes and apparently drives immediately to a bar, so I'm guessing that by now this is like nine fifteen in the morning, um, dark bar, he meets this girl, they start drinking, and you can tell that she is knows about this. And she kind of goes on a bender during the day. She goes. She, she being she being the girl from Glee, right? The, the girl main, from Glee. The, his, the wife. His, the wife. Exactly. The wife. Yeah, the wife. So she goes and she's like drinking like a bottle of Pinot Grigio, or whatever, in a gas station, crying. Her makeup's running down her face. So then she lights fire to his clothes. But then the end of the video is him coming back and them hugging, and I was just a little confused as to whether like. This isn't one of those deals where, you know, it's a country music video where the girl, like, keys the guy's car and then everybody loves her. She, I don't really know what happened. If she, like, just, like, hid the I burnt clothes? Th- yeah, I, I don't think she did that, maybe. Maybe. I thought maybe it's, like, the... the like, he still doesn't quite know and she's about to uh, have the reveal at the end, but I could be wrong. I felt like that could have been it, too. If yeah, because he's, he's still, like... So she clearly knows the deal, but he's like acting like he's getting away with this. He's still like putting up a lie, like, oh, I've got to go. Like, he's not like, oh, I've got to go meet my girl on the side. Like, he, to me, it like reads like he's trying to get out of there to act, acting like he's going to somewhere he's allowed to be going. And, you know, he's still putting up the fake. And uh, this is like her reveal that, you know, she's letting him know that she knows about this shit. And she's decided to kind of like do it in this kind of like f- fiery but passive aggressive way. Maybe I don't know. That's 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 if kind of that's, the way I... if that's passive aggressive, then well, it's we... passive aggressive because she's not doing it in in front of him. She's not doing it like she's not saying like, "Oh, you're cheating on me." She's like letting him come home, still acting like a loving wife, and then suddenly like his clothes are all ashes. And, I guess what it been a, a strange ending had they have just had him discover the the burnt up lawn with some ashes there because he still wouldn't really know what had been burned. They'd have to like extend the ending a little. Him going to his closet, finding it empty. It would have been, it's clunky, right? So maybe they ended it that way? I don't know. Maybe. Weird ending. I do think it's worth mentioning that Sam Smith's music videos, a lot of them do deal with like um, infidelity. Yeah, heartache and fidelity, like people cheating on each other and stuff. He's got such a silky, beautiful voice and makes me so upset. It's like upset. a male Adele, really. <laughs> he does, makes me so upset. It's and he's got, he's got these eyes that also make me sad. Um, I really but, like the, the, the setup with him they have with the uh, just the simple red um, velvet curtains. I, yeah, I think this was a beautiful video. I, uh, shot by Isaac Bauman. I think it's this like, really sharp, like really great-looking video. I was like... Classy. I was 
I was, yeah, very classy. That's a great way to put it. I was confused by some of the narrative elements, but, uh, you know, still, two million people can't be wrong. Yeah, and these people look, they, I mean, Isaac shot them beautifully, uh, and, and, and there is a little bit of that uh, uh, element of, like, it's in the morning, and she's like, I cook you breakfast, and she has, like, diamond earrings on. I mean, obviously, these people are... You know, super cool people, and they're fancy. I, yeah, and I don't understand. You know, why is this dude? You know, just just deal with it. You know, don't go day drinking in the middle of the day. Don't pretend it's night. It's it's nine fifteen a.m. outside, and you're taking shots with this girl. <laughs> deal with it. <laughs> yeah, just just you know, your wife is out. Your wife's on Glee. She's beautiful. Just you I know. know. I that's the thing that always upsets me about these things about the about music videos with infidelity is that things seem so great outside of that. She made him breakfast. She's she glows in the morning. She, uh, yeah, I agree. Um, Adam Alexander, thank you so much. I could not place where I knew that band from. The Mindy yeah, Project. Me neither. The mini yeah. project. I knew, he's, I knew him. He's great on that show. He's like the main. Well, we don't know that yet, but it's clearly he's going to be uh, Mindy Kaling's love interest on the show. I think. Well, oh, I thought that there. was clear. Well, yeah, kind of. They kissed once, but then they like tease That's us, and it's like, world. yeah, somebody kisses that they love each other. That's what it means. <laughs> That's what it means. Doug the Love Doctor. I listen. That is, yeah, that's my new nickname. Adam, get away from Butterscotch Boy and start calling me Love Doctor. That's I get to pick my nickname. Uh, let's move on. Um, I'd like to talk about uh, um, uh, Slipknot, the negative one. How about that, guys? You guys, ready to talk about that one. This this is an. I would like a, to talk about it. I would like to. This is an insanely intense video. Uh, it is. Um. Directed by Darren Craig and Sean uh, Carahan. Or, uh, he's an in Slipknot, right? Clown? They call him Clown? Somebody knows. Well, Guy, hold on. I'd like to ask, for, first of all, out of all of us, who was a Slipknot fan in like middle school, high school? Not I me. definitely was. I, I was friends with Slipknot fans. I said that. <laughs> <laughs> you, you ran in those circles. <laughs> in, in my in my middle school, like you had to be like you had to you had to commit to a type. You you were basically like defined by the music you listened to. So like you either listened to rap or Slipknot, and I was you know way way too partial to DMX to listen to to, to listen to Slipknot. But it's cool. It's I I'm afraid of this music. I I was afraid too. I I feel like uh, I at one point in time probably built a tolerance up to this kind of thing, <laughs> and it's gone now. So, and this upset me, but I liked it. But it, it was it was very upsetting. Just Super upsetting. Hard. It's funny to see Scary. Darren Craig um, like the the range of music videos. Upris- uprising cre- uh, creative um, produced this video, and they kind of ha- they have like a group of of directors uh, and producers who kind of rotate on projects. I'm sure it's more than just like some arbitrary rotation. Uh, but it's interesting to see like the the different styles of artists i mean he the he's got a music he directed a music video where like uh shakira's in a wedding dress and also this crazy slipknot video which with also you know wedding dress inspired bloody outfits um uh so just lighting, yeah slightly different lighting. <laughs> same piece uh sing how yam so also some range there with sing uh what this is a super intense video like that's really 
the thing that jumps out at me when I watch this. Do, I, any- I miss uh, I miss videos. Like there aren't very many really great metal videos that that come out anymore right now, or that I catch anyway. And, and I miss this kind of video. The odd time. This one was really well done. Do, should we break down kind of what is in the video? It's appropriate. Sure. So sacrifice elements. Is that what's going on? Oh yeah, I think there was some, yeah definitely some animal sacrificing going on at some point or pre the video happening anyway. And then we have like, is it the same girl the whole time? I wasn't too sure if that was the case. But the basically the focus is this one female uh, person who is I, she's scary and uh, and she's <laughs> basically not doing a whole lot other than looking scary at one point there's something going on with her teeth that really upset me oh man it's really upset me i and i watched this like right before eating lunch one day (laughs) and and i was like oh my god like i had to watch other another video i needed to like go find i went and watched like a Katy perry video to just like get my head in a completely different place because it really you don't you that's one thing i haven't i don't remember seeing too frequently in music videos these days are like truly unsettling moments like moments where i'm like i wish i was i was prepared for that because i was not and that there was one moment where she's got something on her tongue that's like the same color as her tongue and she like pushes it with her tongue through her teeth and it just like makes it look like she's shoving her teeth her tongue through her teeth and it like it really upset me (laughs) i was i was like oh you guys did it you went there and and they do use that shot a few times near the end they repeat it in case you happen to miss it right right or or had recovered And, and uh and yeah, human. She's not. She's she's not doing anything in particular except she is like. Uh, she washes herself at one. And point. she's flinging around. Uh, not flinging around, but she's got some kind of dead Bambi or something. Uh, some goat. Yeah. Is that what's going on? A goat. Something. It had antlers or horns of some kind. Now, uh, one other thing that I, I was wondering while watching. Are the nipples censored out, or is she wearing some kind of a latex? I think, like, they, I think they do both because I, I initially thought it was the um, what was that Marilyn Manson video? Uh, um, dope, dope show? Is no, the the, the 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 one where he's uh, he's got like the full on like androgynous yeah. suit. Yeah, the, from the that that would show? be like the mechanical animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, video. I'm not sure what track, but yeah, yeah. There's, there's some shots where where her her chest reads that way, where it does look like uh, prosthetics over it. But then there's another shot I saw where it's definitely blurred, and then they actually kill the the blur for a second, and the uh, the nipple pops. But um, I think it's a mix of the two. But uh, but all of them are seem like stylistic choices, and not like uh, did it for Vivo. I right. think all, and, all and of I, those are like done intentionally. Also, the yeah. lack of, the lack of the nipple is also for some reason or another quite disturbing as well. Sure. It is jarring that there should be a nipple there, and there isn't. I don't like it. Right, right, Adam. Your your um, the things that you've said on this podcast make me believe that it's not just because it's jarring that you want the nipple there, but you know, it's it's your it's it's what you've set up for yourself, man. Um, you heard yeah. it here first, folks. Adam likes boobs. Adam likes <laughs> boobs. He's got a reputation for liking boobs. Uh, um, all right, let's move on. Let's talk about something different. Um, I I want to talk about Capital Cities. I sold my bed, but not my stereo. Directed by Ellis Ball. Um, super fun uh, music video. As Capital 
Capital Cities music videos tend to be. There at least are fun elements in all of them, although some of them take a dark turn. Uh, what'd you guys think of this one? I, I liked it. I, I actually didn't know them before. This was the first time uh, I've seen heard their music or seen their stuff. And Sweet, what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they they have. Um, is this on the same album as like Safe and Sound and Kangaroo Court? Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, and a tidal wave of mystery is the album. Yeah, this is the third, third, si- our fourth single. Actually, they just came out with a music video from this album. Uh, one more, uh, one minute more. Um, not too long ago, um, la- uh, in late June. Yep. Mid June, they also came out with a music video. So, uh, uh, directed by Ellis Ball. Basically, the concept of this video is they, uh, the two guys from Capital Cities, are at a garage sale, and uh, slowly begin to begin to kind of like assemble materials, and uh, basically like a makeshift music video kind of starts to happen around them just with the stuff in in sold at the garage sale and the people they're suddenly filmed they accidentally rip paper up and spray it around and and it makes a music video and and elements continue to get added to it um until at the end they're essentially in different clothes performing a a full-on music video and the two girls are two of the girls from cocoon dance central uh show up in the back and give us some moves um uh, to cement yeah. that even further, so uh, that's what happens in this video. I thought there was One. some some nice some nice pairing to the, uh, the lyrics here and there, and not mm-hmm. in not like crazy overt ways, but just like subtle links to. Uh, let me turn it up so I can think of one actually right now but yeah you're right it's uh it's not really as literal it's a loose kind of parallel between the two, which is yeah. kind of nice. I liked it too. One thing I should just point out is that, and I, I'm almost positive this is the case because I, I, I kind of doubt that there are two people that look like this in the world. The old man, there's an old man sitting in a chair very early in the video. Um, I'm almost positive that's the same guy from Hiro Mirai's, uh video for for um, Cheerleader by St. Vincent, um, who's in the audience at the, the sort of, at this like... Uh, Museum exhibit that is the whole video is centered around. It would um, it would make sense. Uh, I both those videos produced by Doomsday Entertainment, so you know they probably go to the same place for extras. <laughs> uh, the, but yeah, it's probably the same dude. The, the the dancers you mentioned is that the uh, the one girl from the um, uh, Daniels. Uh, Turn down uh, for what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sunita, she is the main girl in the Turn Down for What video. Um, and then uh, Tally, who is the other girl from Cocoon Dance Central uh, in this video, she is in the Daniels um, uh, Cry Like a Ghost video by Passion Pit. Gotcha. Uh, if, if you remember that one where she's dancing in the um, uh, forest that um, came out yeah. last year. Uh, fantastic video. So yeah, those those uh, girls, and then uh, the third. There's a third member of Cocoon Dance Central, and she's actually the main girl in Ellis Ball's uh, um, All J video, which is funny because you made an All J video, Ryan. Look at all of these connections <laughs> that we're ma- that we're making. <laughs> yes, uh, she is uh, the uh, um, uh, Eleanor. She is in the Breeze Blocks video, the main girl in the Breeze Blocks video. The main girl who's the, not the murderer, but the girl who's the one hiding, hiding. Yeah. hiding from the murderer. Uh, so yeah, that's they're all in this video. Th- yeah, this video was super fun. I liked it. 
I liked it a lot. And uh, clearly a, a Bex product placement, but it fits in. I think it, it. I think that they get it in there without without making it too obvious. You know, Bex like there. Me on or anything. <laughs> no, they do. But they do. But that but to their credit, that is the type of thing that you would find at a garage sale. No, t- totally, I agree. It was well done. And it's interesting because Capital Cities, you know, Kangaroo Court was just a really super high concept video. Um and now uh they seem to be kind of like all the treatments or all the like concepts of their videos for like one minute more in this video center around like the sentence the guys from Capital City are at, you know, and then everything kind of builds around that. <laughs> so, like, for one minute more, it's like the guys from Capital Cities are performing on a barge at a pool party, you know, like a lake party. Yeah, I mean, there's um, a little bit more story around it. Obviously, that lake party is in people's tears. Yeah, but I get, I, yeah, I get what you mean. And then the Kangaroo Court's actually their second video, and that is, uh, they play like the one guy from Capital Cities is the zebra. And then the other guy is the is like the lion. So they do have like the two main roles in the video. Um, well, I'm just wondering. I'm wondering if they're trying to or or they're looking to kind of brand themselves as a more mainstream sort of Chromeo. Well, they like are two yeah. dudes. They definitely are. Ma- they're definitely mainstream. They've got some uh, charted uh, singles. They're right. Oh, up oh there yeah, definitely. But, yeah, but but also in what Adam's trying to say, like and in safe and sound, it's that even though and that was their their. They did a couple of videos for Safe and Sound, I think three, but the one that everyone kind of remembers is the one that came out as the song blew up, and that was the one, uh, the Grady Hall-directed one, uh, that's got like over 100 million views, and that's also the guys from Capital City, the guys from Capital City is like show up to a theater and end up like dancing in, in a bunch of different eras. So yeah, no, they're like... They are characters in a lot of their videos. Like they are often front and center. Although that doesn't that doesn't ever seem to be holding back the creativity. It's not like okay, do whatever you want, but make sure I'm singing and looking cool. Like they're in there, like doing fun, interesting, crazy stuff. I mean, for the kangaroo core video in, in particular, they you know to get all of that prosthetic makeup on that they had, they had to get there hours ahead of time. You know true commitment not just showing up 15 minutes before their their shot is up and performing and leaving uh you know they're there and and, and i think actually for the kangaroo court video they're listed as co-directors uh if i remember uh, mm. when i interviewed um carlos about that it was their idea that they kind of brought to him and asked him to kind of bring to life technically but they kind of had that concept ready to go so yeah it's, it, they've really kind of they've really committed to these music videos making them fun and creative and I, and I love that you know what I mean like because they are they are like a pop band you know I hear them when I like get in the car with my older sister they're on the radio so uh, they do uh, shit you're right though Adam there is there is uh, quite a few similarities to Chromeo as well not just how they sound but they even bear a slight resemblance to them it's interesting they You're do bear. Yeah. 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 They do. Tall um, guy, short, shorter, wider guy with a beard. You're right. They got them two, both. Two two white dudes making music. Two dudes. Um, I want to talk about... Are, I don't think the guy... Are the guys from Chromio white? Yeah, yeah they white. They oh, white. Oh. I don't know. I don't know they're anything. French dudes. are from Montreal. Then they're... I don't know. Anyway, Iron Sky uh, by uh, Palalo Nutini. Uh, that's not how you say it, but... That's close. Metallica. Iron Sky has definitely been said right, and Daniel Wolf, the director, has been said right. Um, 
this is a fantastic video. Uh, super good. Uh, do you guys agree? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, well, yeah, it's kind of tough to come into the video through like a agree disagree kind of thing because this is we should mention this is this is like a major kind of documentary style slash epic video. I mean, this is an almost nine minute video um, that a lot of people are you know really reacting to. It's it's tough to describe because it starts out. I don't. What are they smoking? Help me out, guys. I don't know that we need to find out what they're smoking exactly. I, I right, Ryan, you said crack, though, right? I, I, I think it's crack, but they refer to it as Aurora at the beginning. So, yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, they're definitely using crack pipes. Yeah. Um, I'll go with crack. I think that makes sense. Um, but anyway, it, it starts out in a very documentary style with these guys and, uh, and other people who are kind of describing the feelings of being addicted to a drug and and I you know it's kind of tough to describe this video because it goes through so many just kind of jarring images I mean one of the first images as the song starts is somebody jumping at you know just like kind of leaping off a window and not really jumping but just kind of letting themselves fall off and it just kind of gets crazier from there um this is one of those sort of ultra realistic kind of documentary style videos that uh, that are really effective when done right and uh Daniel Wolf kind of I think he hit it out of the park with this one this is a great video I guess I kind of interpreted it a a little bit differently, Adam. Uh, I, for whatever reason, maybe I was just totally crazy, but I thought this, I got a bit of like a post-apocalyptic feel from this, and it was had a little bit of a sci-fi feel to it, and I thought maybe these headaches had come about that people were suffering from, and they had to like smoke this drug because it was the only form of release from the pain. But maybe it is just crack addicts. I don't know. I, I I definitely took it as an addiction thing too. I did not read it in the way that you did, Adam. That's super interesting that you did. It's it's weird. It's, maybe no, no. I mean, whatever. I mean, I don't think <laughs> it was. An, it's still the a video was still effective. Obviously, you still had a reaction to it. So yeah. if if you necessarily didn't, you know. I guess it come was to, come, come to the Cape narrative conclusion that everybody else did. <laughs> no, me and I mean, I guess it's that they refer to it as as Aurora, and I was thinking sci-fi right away because we don't have a drug that anyone <laughs> refers to as Aurora. And then just the way that it was shot, I felt it had kind of a sci-fi cult feel to it. Maybe, yeah. Um, and it's got these moments um, that kind of remind me of um, what's that uh, movie with Jared Leto? Um, uh, Requiem for a Dream. Requiem for a Dream, right? When like yeah. they have when they show like the cells expanding and stuff like that, and and that kind of thing that that reminds me a little bit of Requiem for a Dream. Um, when people would get high in that movie, and uh, those those are really like interesting moments in there that like those those being present like make me because at first like the footage is so realistic I don't know if this is like partially found footage and partially stuff that they shot or how it all fits into place because um, some of it seems really really real and then other parts of it like I can't imagine that like they actually filmed the guy from two angles committing suicide so like some of that stuff I feel like you know is was set up um, but I can't really like distinguish the two yeah, I think there's moments that are definitely set up. The, the guy on the horse is pretty crazy. The dude falling off just came to that moment. Um, where 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 is that uh, timeline wise? Uh, four forty five roughly. But yeah, I agree. Like the guy falling out the the building, I think is set up scenarios. But it, it feels very 
I mean, if it is truly like a existing drug epidemic somewhere that's being documented, um, I would imagine the majority of it's real. Yeah. Embellished scenes here and there, like the the girls in the house and all that, the naked girls. Um, but it could also just be incredibly well done and and like Adam mentioned, kind of this dystopian future world, kind of loosely linked to the the current. It, it, there, there's well, a, there's there are some different vibes in here, um, and some different references, I think, um, and the the overall overarching kind of reference I feel like I got was of Vice. Um, yeah. This the, this or what's that? No, go ahead, go ahead. Vice, you're talking about like the Vice documentaries. Vice, Vice documentaries, and what they'll do is they'll go to, and I've seen one that kind of reminded me a lot of this. Of is it the world's scariest drug one? World's scariest drug one. Well, I can't remember yeah. the name of the drug, but they went into uh, I think Colum- it was uh, Colombian Devil's Breath or something. I think I've got it pulled up here. They go in there and like it's the type of drug that like makes you like you lose all consciousness, but you don't seem fucked up. Is that the one you're talking about? That might be another one. This is one, you know, but they'll but Vice is is kind of an uh, an interesting case where they have this style and they'll go into these really kind of fringe communities um, where you know maybe you know people are you know addicted to drugs or or that's you know kind of a way of life for them. But there was also this really interesting mix of kind of cinematic things like you know around the five minute mark. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen like the 120 Days of Sodom. Um, movie mm-hmm. from the from the 70s, um, mm-hmm. where we've got these you know guys you know these men dressed in suits, kind of looking at these two you know teenagers who are who are nude. That's definitely an image that is that is, if if not ripped, but at least referencing a, a, you know kind of 120 days of Sodom style scenario. So you know I think this is one of these videos that is meant to be you know watched a few times, but you know mainly talked about. I mean there's so many so much stuff going on here. So the yeah. Guardian, uh, and just to say, I don't know, bloggers are crazy sometimes, but this, the Guardian did refer to it as a foreboding video depicting a dystopian future. So hmm. maybe, maybe I'm on to something. Who knows? Hey, we need who to knows? talk to the director. That's what we got to do. Maybe. Yeah, uh, but, I mean, gosh, the stuff at the very beginning seems so real. Uh, and then the it's VHS like such, stuff? yeah, the VHS full frame stuff. And then it takes like after that stuff after like this interview stuff the music hasn't started it's almost just like a like a high pitch like humming sound or something and uh and then it it goes into this like it like fantastic looking shot like 138 um of like this really wide lens and it like just counters that stuff of like this grainy VHS footage of like pe- real people talking to something that looks so composed and so set up, and it's like such a like such a counter to that stuff, and that and they kind of balance it back and forth with these two things throughout, which like really kind of you can't get your head around whether or not you're, what you're looking at is real or 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 set up. Yeah, it. I think and I think that stuff is super effective. Um, World's scariest drug, man. That stuff is weird. Sorry. Go ahead. Ryan. I, I like the um, the monologue coming in around six minutes. That uh, I think it's Charlie Chaplin's uh, the dictator or the great dictator. What's that film? But he has this great. Oh monologue. yeah, yeah that. great dictator. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's in the track or if that's added uh, just for the the video. It's in the track. Actually, it's in the track. Okay. Yeah, and the song too. The the 
the vocals are like have such like a painful pitch to them. I mean, they they sound great, but like they have like they just feel like so emotional and like have this like pain like painful sound to them that really like mirrors the vibe of the video so well too. It's just like uh, yeah, super cra- super crazy, super good video. Um, so, uh, well, we have you know like I, I would I would call the video a bit of a downer. And yeah. It is a downer. No, it definitely is a downer. And if it's real stuff, it's like, uh, and without, I don't know. The, pre- pre- presented without any context, like it is, it, it's like, you know, it makes it like, what are we? What are we supposed to do about this? Uh, uh, well, I'm, I'm leaning towards Adam's. Uh, yeah, I didn't really think of that, but I think Adam's theory of the post-apocalyptic thing makes the most sense. I think there's a lot of clues when you watch it Though again. it does bear lots of relevancy to things that are happening. It's not, it's something, it's a future that could potentially definitely go down. It's like a District 9. Good, right? Yeah, it is a little, I did get, there's definitely a District 9 vibe to it. District 9 yeah. starts in a very similar way. Fucking uh, prawns. Fantastic movie. Uh, I saw it twice in one week, the first weekend. One time I brought Adam. And I love the way that it's uh, the way the video is presented, it, it, it uh, created these different interpretations for us. That's something that's testament to how cool it is. I think definitely, yeah. It gets two two cool shades from the IMDb <laughs> team. <laughs> two cool shades. Ryan, uh, would you give it two? Would you give it two cool shades out of two? Yeah, definitely two cool shades. Sweet. Two cool pop and pop shades. <laughs> nice, nice. Pop and pop brand shades. Um, let's let's take it. Let's go to a different a different feeling video. Uh, after that, let's go to Yelling in Sleep by uh, Rich uh, Acoin. Rich Acoin. Uh, it's an animated video by Joel McKenzie, and uh, this video kind of like blew me away. And just like the quality of animation, I kept like trying to find the like TV show that they took it from and as far as I can tell it's not they actually just like made this great animation for, for this mm-hmm. uh, for this music video um, yeah I think it's an original for sure yeah it's uh, I, I do think that the the animator Joel McKenzie I think he has some of his own stuff on on a website and stuff I don't know that he has a series or anything but I think these characters were created just for this video yeah, like I, it was so good. I thought like this was just like some Cartoon Network cartoon that I was unaware of, and they just like took clips and put them together from like episodes. But uh, that's not the case. Um, and that's why I like this video and decided that we should talk about it because I thought the animation was cool. Yeah, yeah I like the, I mean, the. There's a really wide uh, range of, I mean, illustration styles within it too, which I like. You know, you got the kind of the the uh, kind of canvas background or kind of burlap texture to it. And then you got the incredibly, you know, smooth figures, then the, the kind of low, lo-fi, 8-bit stuff coming in. It's, it's interesting to see all that together. Yeah, and, and at certain points, the the interface switches to, like, an old side-scroller game interface. So with his, you know, like, lives at the top and then the hearts, you know... Um, yeah, yeah. And his points, I thought that was pretty, pretty sweet. Because the entire video kind of revolves around this lumberjack, who is, who is a pretty, he's pretty good at being a lumberjack because he can just pick up trees apparently, um, which is, you know, Adam. You, and he's you're teamed up with, uh, he's teamed up with Mother Nature in this video at the beginning, the, the right. growing trees together. He's got her on his side. Everything looks like it's pretty going pretty well. Um, and Adam, you have lumberjacks in Canada, so you know all about this kind of stuff. 
Yeah, um, I don't know any personally, but but I have been. There are some somewhere. You you, you know a guy. <laughs> um, no. Actually, I, I'm wondering if this has this video has some sort of Canadian connection because the yeah, director's name so. is Joel McKenzie, and at one point <laughs> it's a it's a uh, you know a lumberjack with two beavers pulling a sled. The maple yeah, syrup, for sure. And Rich is yeah. Canadian as well, so yeah, it goes Wait, without Ryan, saying. Ryan, where's the maple syrup? Uh, it's somewhere somewhere toward the beginning. They he like uh, pours maple syrup from a tree onto uh, pancakes. Pancakes. Yeah, like pancakes. Puke, the tree pukes it out. It pukes yeah, he pulls, yeah, his, yeah. He pulls his nose. He pulls his nose. Yeah, the the pancake part is, is my favorite part. He like makes these pancakes and throws them to everyone in the forest. And like, there's anyone. There's a ninja turtle. And it's also weird that uh, Mother Nature has four boobs. Oh, he was yes. just gonna say that. Yeah, <laughs> that's our four boobs. Mother Nature has four boobs, which but, is. So, uh, not how I envisioned her, but makes sense. Yeah, so Joel McKenzie is definitely Canadian as well. So I don't think it's any coincidence that we see the all the Canadian elements kind of t- tied into it. And right after that four boob shot is a picture of the lumber of the lumber, lumberjack, excuse me, and it's like the most crudely drawn picture of, in the entire thing. It look, <laughs> looks like it's colored with children's markers. Um, so yeah, this is this just had so much. Uh, There's some beer. serious naked fighting. I mean, this video goes, it goes. Yeah, I mean, I guess in. what's happening is, uh, is sort of like once the eight bit stuff comes in, that sort of represents because also some skyscrapers start emerging in the forest. Yeah. So uh, then he kind of has to stop that from happening. So he has to battle a giant eight bit monster of some kind, and that's where the the Street Fighter style combat scenes come in. It kind of had a Scott Pilgrim feel to it as well. Yeah, a little I bit. And it made me, because Scott Pilgrim uh, is also a Canadian series, so I actually wondered if, if maybe Joel McKenzie was the guy that did the Scott Pilgrim comics, but he wasn't. Just He's a not. similarity. Same yeah. soul. A little similar soul. Uh, similar soul. But that was fun. That was fun that we talked when we talked us talking about that video. Uh, Inter- International by Jason Status. Uh, you picked too many videos. That's just Cutty too Ranks. Written. This is the last one. <laughs> no, we didn't. We didn't talk about Ed Sheeran. Don't. Either. Yeah, but we shared that a lot on social media, and we t- we wrote a blog post about it, and uh, t- and tweeted it twice. So, uh, don't got some good coverage on our website this week. But Chase and Status featuring Cuddy Rakes. I I this. Well, we can we can fold this into our favorites of the week because this is my favorite that we haven't talked about yet. So I'll I'll just say it. Oh yeah, go for it. What, does, that what you make, like does, that make, does that make you feel more comfortable? It, yeah, I am comfortable now. Yeah. Okay, good. I don't want to make you discomfortable. You're already <laughs> your face is already uncomfortable because you have your <laughs> microphone. You have your microphone taped to it. But uh, <laughs> uh, so Jason Status featuring Cuddy Ranks. This is uh, this is a music video that uh, is on our hashtag Black and White list. Uh, one of the uh, 150 music videos. That are on our black and white page, um, uh, and the, what I really liked about this video is just like the pacing of it. The song has this like really interesting kind of flow where it's like a little bit harder, and it's it's like reggae in, inspired, and it you know it, it hits hard at moments, and then it kind of like really kind of slows down and gets kind of like uh, a, like more relaxing almost, and the video reflects that really well um, uh, with some really interesting kind of just like. Uh, cuts to stuff that go along with the beat but like uh, I don't know it was just like really interesting a really interesting balance of images although it's still just kind of like 
these setups in a white or black space, you know, black and white video, um, and they're still able to kind of make the images seem, you know, to reflect the music really well, um, you know, despite the limiting limited environment. So uh, I love this video a lot. It was super fun. I Chase like the, um, the the there's the two dancers around one one ten coming in, I think, um, and they do these jump cuts between them where it's like same shot of them, same rough framing, but they go. They jump from one shot where the background's black, the dancers are somewhat uh, brighter, like whitish, and then they flip it to the inverse where the background is brightly lit and the dancers are more silhouetted. But because of like that uh, almost inversion of like the color palette, it seems like it almost makes your eye almost gloss over the fact that you're seeing a cut there, if that makes sense. Because there's yeah. like, like just these like quick inversion of contrast all of a sudden. And it's a kind of interesting effect on the mind. Uh, and they do that a bit there, which is cool. Um, yeah, and I agree. There's also, yeah, there's also uh, just some really bizarre stuff in this, and they do they do a lot of like Ryan, like you were saying, a lot of interesting play with the dark and light. Like at around two fifty three, um, you see somebody reading a newspaper, but the newspaper is inverted, so you know the entire thing is black and the text is white. Oh, good um, catch! It's nice. And there's, you know, all the all the tea, you know, the table is white and the tea set is black, which isn't an inversion, but it's just kind of playing with those things. So, you know, like Doug said, we have a tag for black and white, and there's a lot of black and white music videos. But this one definitely was like playing with that format and had a lot of interesting things to to kind of use that format uh, for. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, and I'm wondering right, where the, where the just... costume design is inspired as well, because there are some really elaborate and bizarre costumes in this. Yeah, it seems like, because like you mentioned like the tea set and stuff, and that obviously goes, um, you know, re- goes when the you know is seen when the song is a lot more delicate, and then when the song is a lot heavier, it's like a dude with like metal sh- spikes coming out of like everything he's wearing all over his face and stuff. It's just like this, this really interesting contrast, uh, in stuff. Um, not just in, you know, obviously with the black and white and then Jason said, just, uh, looks super cool as does Cuddy ranks. Cuddy ranks is old school. I was, uh, surprised to see cut. I'd never heard of him before, <laughs> but he's an old school dude. I looked him up and, uh, and he's old school. Hype Williams did a video for him in 1992 that we had in the uh, database. Uh, but yeah, oh, wow. he's been around. Yeah, he's been around. Uh, and, was that before he, or after Bitches with Problems? It, well, obviously would be after, right? Because isn't Bitches with Problems Hype Williams' first video? That's right. And if people don't know what Bitches with Problems is, that is Hype Williams' first awful video. It's hilarious. <laughs> I highly recommend going and watching it. It is, uh, what is the the act name again? It's, the, oh wait, uh, Bitches with, oh, no, 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 the at, the artist name is Bitches with Problems. The song name is We Want Money or something? It's some yeah, I think, that's, I think that's what it is. I mean, anyway. w- money solves your problems, so yeah. there you go. There you go. Uh, so that is my favorite video of the week. Does any, who, what is everybody else's? Say it at once. One, two, three. Iron Sky. Iron Sky. Ryan was the only one who followed the directions. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, Iron Sky is uh, Ryan's uh, Ryan's favorite video of the week. It, 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 what about the Adams? So my Adam favorite Alexander? right now, uh, being a huge cartoon fanatic, I really love that Rich O'Coin one. But I do want to take a second to mention 
Um, this video that dropped last week that I only found today, and it was just added to the database today, but it's this super cool Dimitri Basil video for Wonder Wonders Hail the Mad Men. Um, and, and Dimitri does these cool, he has about four videos now, and they all have the similarity that they're all shot kind of like a 60s film, like a Hitchcockian vibe to them. And uh, basically the setup for this video is there's a bunch of people on a beach, and, and you think you're going to watch like a 60s beachy type deal. But then it turns out that uh, some shit's going down and like some purple explosions are coming. We never really quite find out what they are, but we do know that they send people flying through the air and cars as well. And uh, it's actually hilarious it's, and really well done. It's a super cool video. You should check that one out for sure. Sweet. Fantastic video. It, it's one of those videos where... It came out last month, and you're like, "Oh fuck!" And then you, we, we, I reluctantly have to add it to the best of the month list, even though it's already been published because it was that good. Adam Alexander finding the gems. Fairhome. So, mine is, and it's not just because we have Ryan on the podcast, but I, I, well, I have, I have two, I guess. I, I love the sort of like documentary that like feel. That's why you know last year. Um, my pick for best music video of the year was that uh, A.G. Rojas uh, Portugal the Man Modern Jesus video. I love that our, style. Our pick, yeah. Um, <laughs> but I think I originally brought it up um, because I love that. Uh, you know, I think that's such a, a interesting style that really can only be approached in that way in music videos. Um, I don't think you can do that in just a regular documentary. Um, uh, you know, to, to, to kind of bring that quality to it. So I loved the Left Hand Free video. And I also loved, which also has kind of the same qualities to it, the, the Paolo Nutrini, Nutini Iron Sky video. So I'm, Ryan, I'm with you on that one. It's a fantastic cool. video. And I think that's one that's going to be kind of dissected for the next God knows how long. But I, I, that's, I did not, I purposely did not read the YouTube comments on that one. But I, one day when, you know, uh, a few glasses in, I'm going to go check it out and see what I can find. I also really like the, uh, we didn't speak about it directly, but the Ed Sheeran video I liked a lot. Um, that was great, yeah. Tons yeah, of it, is, it is really good. I like that a lot too. It's 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 super, uh, it's like one of those videos the dancing is so good and then like you're like, wait, is this guy stealing from people? And you're like, well, <laughs> he's super cool anyway. Um, no, as long but yeah, as you're that was dancing, great. you can do whatever you want, really. No, you can he was a smooth, and I, 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 you should have seen me like when I was writing the article about that video, like trying to find the name, the name of some of the dances he was doing, and all the different things I was googling that made me oh, seem like an idiot. All the dance moves. Yeah, I was just like twisty arm, cool dance move, <laughs> and like, and I, it didn't come up. <laughs> it was all that move where you know how you like stand in a line and you make a wave. That's the only thing I could find that came up. I couldn't find any of the moves he was actually doing. So uh, I suck at Google and dance. At first, it reminded me of uh, like the opening movie did the uh, kind of getting up off that mattress. Reminded me of um, that Far Side video Spike Jones did way back yeah. when. Yeah, the drop. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that like re- reversal dancing stuff? Right. And I, and also, I always arms. I always assume that anytime I see somebody doing anything with their arms, I assume they're the dancer from the Ariana Grande problem video. So I'm just going to go with that. <laughs> it is him. I'm, That's I'm, glad he's, I'm glad he's getting so much work because he's really popping up anywhere, everywhere. And Adam, your mic is severely breaking down now, so which is 
timed perfectly because uh, that's it. That's all we've got for the week. Uh, so if you want to hear, or sorry, if you want to watch any of the videos we've talked about on this podcast, um, go to the show notes. Go to imvdb.com slash podcast. There you'll find tons of episodes, 118 to be exact, of the IMVDB podcast. Um, you'll also find links to uh, Ryan's uh, IMVDB page as well as other links, Twitter, um, his site as well. And uh, and yeah, Ryan, thank you so much for, for, for coming on. We really appreciate it. Yeah, it's been great. I, uh, you know, I'm very appreciative of you guys having me on, and uh, always good to chat about videos, videos with anyone. So, uh, so thanks. Nice, and uh, I guess we'll see you guys next week. <laughs>